Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk, a traditional Wiccan podcast where we will discuss topics affecting the pagan community from a traditionalist perspective. The topics we discuss are picked from our magical hat, and the discussions are unscripted. The talk should be led by Lord Chase Knight Smith, Elder and High Priest of Third Degree, and he's joined by Keegan, First Degree Priestess. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk. I'm Keegan, and as always, Lord Knight. You ready? Yep. What's the topic? Um, it's actually magic and spell work with a question. Okay. Okay. I know we've covered this topic a billion times, but I have a question. Oh God. <laughs> this is a personal question. This is not from the hat. This is a question that I've had for a while and meant to talk about it. I just suppressed it, I guess. So. <laughs> now, you've spoken before about spell work particularly, and you've said that it is manipulating the odds. Yes? Yes. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. I know where you're coming from, and I got you. And on some things, other magically oriented things, I totally agree. But with spell work... I don't think I agree 100% with that. Why? Because of the witch's pyramid. Yeah. To know, to dare, to will, to keep silent. To mm-hmm. know it's going to work. Mm-hmm. That is not manipulating the odds. That's knowing 100%, without a doubt, this is going to work. All right. Then can you please do a spell that's going to make your house completely invisible to the naked eye? Well, it depends on who's at. My house is pretty invisible. Uh, but do you see what I'm saying? Again, you're talking about you still have to work within the framework of nature. Physical. All right? Physical laws. So there are certain things physically that just cannot be done. You can't cast a spell and $20 just drop out of the air. You cannot cast a spell to manufacture money, correct? Um... The likelihood of this happening is so remote, there is no way this is possibly going to happen. Yes, it could happen, but the likelihood is very low. So again, first of all, you have to know that it is something in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is that knowing we're talking about. Just like if you were applying for a job, And you go out and you apply for a CEO job. What in your background or experience do you have that's going to get you that job? Right? Yeah. Now, again, a spell might get them to look at your resume or whatever and still go, "Uh, no, she ain't right. The spell worked, theoretically. They looked at it. They took a longer look at it than probably they would a normal person, just somebody else. Okay, but let's talk about witches as we know them, as we know them, okay? Right. We know that if we're going to go get a job and we want a new job, we know, yes, we're going to go back to school or get certificates or do whatever it is if we want that higher-paying job or we want that, you know, supervisor job, whatever the case may be. Right. And we know these things. And as witches, as we know them, we don't rely on spell work as our first line of defense or to get things done, we're very logical 
at first. And then, as a last resort, most of the time, we'll use spell work. But when you say, what's well, manipulation of the odds? When we have done all the things that we're supposed to do to get something done, bettering ourselves, going back to school, whatever, and then do a spell on top of it, can we not then go, I know this is going to work? Well, yeah, because, uh, again, you're changing the odds to 100% your favor. Then if we do Oh, that, but th- that makes better sense. What do you mean? Well, if we've changed all the odds to our favor by on the physical <sighs> Okay, world, okay, you've done the education. You've got, you've, you've got the experience, right? Mm-hmm. So let's think about it this way. Education, 25%, right? Okay. It changes that odd from 100% not in your favor to 25%, right? Okay. And then you do some work for five, six years, right? Yeah. Seven years, something like that. And that's going to give you another 25%. So you're about 50% way there, right? Mm-hmm. Then your attitude and understanding, because we're witches, we have a difference between knowing something and understanding something. Oh, yeah. All right. Knowing something means we can use it. We can use a microwave. All right. Most people can't. Most people can use a TV. Do they understand how it works and how to manipulate it to their advantage? No. Right. So understanding gives us the ability to manipulate stuff to our advantage. So there's another 25%. Knowing what in the world you're doing to the point to where you can manipulate it to always work in your favor. So now you're at 75%. That spell's only going to convert the last 25%, correct? All right. You are working on your master's certification in herbalism, correct? Yeah. Now, try to get a job as an educator to to teach herbalism to other people, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's going to have a better chance of getting that, me or you? I can do spell work to make me look really good. But at the end of the day, who's actually going to get the job? I might get the job, fail at it, and be fired in a month. Then you get the call. If spell work is just manipulating the odds, why do them? What do you mean? Why is that 25% so important? I've got 75% behind right. me. Why do I need right. that other 25%? That 100% to be 100% sure? To go, yeah, I know this is going to work. Okay. Let's use sickness. Mm-hmm. So you do a spell, someone's sick, you're going to do a spell to heal them. Right. It's a miracle. They're healed. The doctors don't know why. There's no rhyme and reason. It's just they're healed. Is it that your spell somehow manipulated that person's mind to heal themselves? Or did you do it? Well, we're all about healing energy. Uh, Yes, we are. But again, is that your own energy doing it? Are you just doing placebo effect by them knowing that you're there and carrying help? They've Mm. already shown that anybody of any religion going in and sitting with someone sick, holding their hands, praying with them, or just sitting there emotionally supporting them is going to heal faster. All that positive energy, of course. Again, to us, this is nothing more than a spell. Except for us, the spells are a little bit more intense. Oh, I would agree with you. Absolutely. But what about that person who doesn't say it? I'm going to cast a spell to heal whatever it is going on with you, but ain't nobody going to know but me. And that person is still healed. 
again, this is like sitting there with that person that's unconscious that slowly that's healing a little bit rapid because they got people sitting around with them that care. They don't know that they're doing it. The people sitting there praying don't actually know that they're doing it. Oh, no, they're talking to God to ask him to heal them. That's what they believe. But again, if you don't think a little bit of yourself's not in there. Was that still manipulating the odds, though? Yes. You're still giving up a piece of your energy to speed up their recovery, maybe. Or you're helping their energy to focus better because they can't right now to heal just a little bit faster. Well, in the witch's pyramid, and you teach that. That is one of your things you, you teach. Yes. I completely believe in the witch's pyramid. Yes. It says to know, and I've studied this, and I'm not going to go into the wordage unless you want me to, talking about to know. It's going to work. Faith, it's going to work. There's no doubt it's going to work because if you doubt, it's not going to. You've just put all that negative energy in there. Right. That doesn't translate to manipulation of the odds. So how can you mix the two? How can you have both of those beliefs? Again, it is positive thought for a positive outcome. you got to remember, what is the engine of all spells? What's the fuel that fuels it? Herbs. <sighs> really? <laughs> really? What's the fuel that fuels spells? Intent. Emotions. Intent's irrelevant. I, uh, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, at, at this point, what we're talking about, okay? For the mechanics of it, intense irrelevant. You have to get the energy oh, there. Oh, your willpower first. is that what you mean? Right, your willpower. Your willpower. Will is nothing more than emotion. You have to have that first. Correct. I don't. You have know. to be able to imagine and see it and build up that emotion. Okay. Well, well, to imagine is separate from to will. Right. So one of the first bases is what. You have to build up that emotion. You have to want it. You have to want it, and you have to have an emotional establish to where if you want it so bad, you would do anything right then at that moment. Well, we're doing spell work. You better believe we want it pretty bad. Right. (laughs) I mean, again, when you start to think about it this way, that's your first. That's it. You have to have the raw emotions. Now, once you have the raw emotions, and I'm sorry— Hold on. Let me kick my dog out. Please hold. Look, mom's done. She let the dog out. So, hey, you know what? Us kids can go in there now. Oh, God, you might have a point. (laughs) All right. So think about it this way. You have all this emotion. Now, this emotion, we all know emotions are very scatterbrained. Primal. Primal. When you're angry and you're just angry for being angry, you'll take it out on anybody, correct? Once upon a time, maybe. Right. But as soon as you add that knowing in there, that knowing adds focus. What are we knowing? We know our outcome. We know what we want. We already see it as a past event. Yeah. We don't see it as something to come. It seems like it's already happened. And we're waiting on it. And we're just waiting to catch up with it. So if you think about it like this, you can see the sun. This is the imagining, right? But the energy that the sun gives off that is really, really chaotic there is the wheel. 
It's the emotion. Then the knowing is more like holding up a magnifying glass to the sun. It takes all that random chaotic energy and focuses it into one spot. Um, wait a minute. Back up. What'd you say? <laughs> what do you mean? No, what no, I no. What, what, what you said that. Tell me about the sun. Do the sun thing again. <laughs> okay. Imagining. Think of it as the equivalent of seeing the sun. Think of will as the energy that comes off the sun. It goes into all directions simultaneously. And what? you said to know was the what? To hold up a magnifying glass. To concentrate all that energy or a little bit of that energy into a fine point. Which was the emotions that you said? The energy of the sun itself. You go outside, you feel heat. It's from the sun. Correct? Yeah. Then again, point where you feel that energy the most. Um, is it to the left of you? Is it to the right? Is it beneath you? Is it on top of you? Is it in front of you? Is it behind you? Where is it? It's everywhere, correct? Right. That's wheel. You want to think of emotions as this. Ooh, I have it in a box right here. Right? Mm -hmm. That's an illusion. You don't have it in a box right there. I could. You don't know me. You don't know. Uh, yeah. You do know me. You do know me. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And again, you're trying to put that emotion into a box. You can't. It's chaotic energy. Until well, you can actually engage your rational mind, because emotions do not come from the irrational part of your brain. No, 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 no. It has to be engaged separately. Yeah. That's knowing. Well, they relate. My, yes. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about emotion. Emotion is the fuel. It is magic. It that is, is not to know. That's not what right. you said. Is that right? What do you mean? Well, well, what I'm saying is the pyramid is connected to the elements as well. Right. To know is air. Air is not the emotional side. It's the intelligence. No, will is. And I keep on repeating this. I don't see where in the world you're having a problem here. I'm not changing anything up. I'm just trying to get you to understand. Emotion, the will, is the fuel of the spell. It is the actual magic. It is the energy that we are talking about. Yeah. And it is not something that can necessarily be controlled, but it can be focused. Well, then where does dare come into play? If, if will is the emotions, then what is dare? Dare to actually uh, jump off, to do that, to take that leap of faith. To dare is to imagine. If you imagine something... You're actually seeing it in your head, but you want to see the final outcome, not the path there. Because I would, I would always put dare in the emotional side. Nope. Dare is belief. Unfounding, unmovable belief. Steady as a rock. See, and I would put that in to know. To believe right. it's going to work is to know it's going to work. I would put it's these things. Right. Those are together. There is no question about it. Does that make sense now? No. <laughs> <laughs> the point is. The point is, again, it is manipulating the odds. There's a difference between 75% 
to go as small as this. There's a difference between 99% sure and 100%. But what? And at 100%, there's that cocky attitude that all witches get. I know this is going to work. Right. Because and that's it's already. You, let's use you for an example, okay? Right. And I know what you're saying with manipulation. I right. know exactly what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, as a third degree high priest, mm-hmm. can you not cast a spell, know it's going to work, and screw the logics behind it? Well, Lord Knight, that's not logical. Yeah, I'm a witch. I'm a witch. I can get this done. I'm going to get this done. You know, but again, what energy is it going to take to get that done? Oh, see, now that's not what you said. I mean, that's not the point. That's not the question. The question is. Again, it's the argument of, hey, look, I can cast this spell, you know, for money. I cast this spell to win the lotto. The... Odds of me winning as an individual is I have a better chance to get struck by lightning. Twice by the in the house uh, you won uh, from Ed McMahon. <laughs> right. Okay. Now to get up enough emotional energy to convert enough of those percentages, right? Enough of that possibility onto my side can happen of one of two ways. Either a I can spend an awful lot of money. And buy an awful lot amount of cards. Yeah. I can just buy a shit ton ton of cards, right? Yeah. Even at a dollar a piece, I go in there and buy a thousand. My odds just change because I got a thousand numbers to look through. Mm-hmm. Makes sense so far? Yeah. Or I can use magic. We're talking about an extreme here. So therefore, the likelihood of me having some type of psychosis has just increased. I could bring up enough energy to do this, possibly to where in the world I might win, even if it, even if the odds are just by the skin of my teeth, right? Mm-hmm. The downfall is I might be in a psychosis for the rest of my life, fueling that spell. So you think logically about it. Right. I mean, no matter what in the world you do, there is a logic there. Just like putting a job in, am I really going to beat out that the guy hiring's brother-in-law puts in for the same job and it's a family-owned business? Who's going to be the most likely person to get the job? Right, right. I mean, let's be honest. We know the brother-in-law will probably get it first and maybe wind up getting fired later, but I'm not going to get it. Then okay. am I going to reapply for that job? No, because I lost out because this guy wants to do his brother-in-law instead. So, hey, next time I go apply, what, is it going to be a sister? Why are you applying at that crappy-ass company? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, again, my question is, is why am I applying at this crappy-ass company with a boss that's going to act this way? Mm-hmm. Not, hey, my spell didn't work. Yeah, it did. You were in the top run, and unfortunately, you weren't the one that got it. You were at that 95%. This guy over here has got 100% because he's related. Well, here's a question. I know there are witches out there that pray to the universe. Uh-huh. The universe is going to make this spell come true. Uh-huh. The uh, deity is going to make this spell come true. That you, you know, When it comes to outside sources, do you practice that in your spell work do you say okay universe hook me up okay deity hook me up even your higher self guardian yes. angel, whatever 
do they come into play with that, or is it 100% your willpower going into that? I really think that depends on what kind of spell you're doing. Really? Right. If I'm doing a spell for wisdom or knowledge, yeah, because I'm actually making a plea to deity. You want their wisdom. Get here. I want their wisdom. I want their knowledge. Yeah. You know, show me as much as you can and then stop before my head explodes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, yes, yes. Can we get get semi-crazy? Right there on the edge. You can't never tell. Yeah, yeah. Again, yes, that comes into it. I mean, that would be like casting a spell going, hey, and of course, you know, we're Celtic, so we tend to follow the Twafa data non. And Did we tend sitting, to? Yeah, we yeah, tend to. <laughs> we tend to do that. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> and they're not fairies. All right. No Tinkerbells here. Uh, <laughs> None that I will. And. My point there is, if I let's say I did a spell, but you know, here I am. I'm talking to the archetype, you know, of our pantheon, Danu herself, and bow. Why not? Okay. All right, and I'm asking for money to build them a temple to honor them. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I go? Yeah, well, you know, we ain't had a temple in a while. Can we move some odds? Help them move some odds around. Right. When you're talking like that, yeah, I, I think it needs to be slightly beneficial to the deity themselves. So you do use outside sources. It's not just your own willpower that you use. No. Just like, you know, some religions sit there and go, God helps those who help themselves. In Mm -hmm. witchcraft, it is like even more so blatant in your face. Especially if you're Celtic. Especially if you're Celtic. Yeah, you're going to have to do 75 to 80% of the work before deity goes, yeah, I'll do that last and Why not? Well, okay, I suppose. Uh, I suppose. So are you saying that it's dependent on the size of the spell? I'm saying it depends on the odds against you in a spell. That could be size. All right. So again, imagine, okay, we were talking about winning the lotto which the odds are really stacked against you. Just like going to Vegas, the house always wins no matter what. Mm-hmm. All right? Messing with them odds, take some concentration. Can it be done? Yes. Can it be done temporarily? Yes. Can it be done 24-7, seven days a week? No. Well, is there a chance? But again, like I said, flipping a coin, every time you flip it, you got a 50-50 chance. Those odds are a whole lot easier to move. Hey, you know what? I just need to move the 55% in the favor of what I want. Right. Or just 10%. Well, instead of saying the odds are against you, how come you can't do, well, I cast that spell. It didn't work. I guess the universe didn't want it to be so. Is that a thing? You could think of it that way. If a spell does not work for a witch, yes, here's here's my logic of what I do, is I'll sit back and go, okay, what do I need to do in the physical world to increase those odds so when I use the magic, I can get a little bit farther? What education can I get? How much more? What did I not understand about the concept? You really like those odds, huh? When you start to think about what in the world I'm saying, tell me a spell that might have failed. 
I've never had one to to fail. Well, I guess they fail if they did not work in the manner of which I wanted them to. They work, but it was just like, well, that was unexpected, but okay. But again, we've talked about this. That, where it works, but it doesn't necessarily come out the way you want to, again, is the concept that when we create a spell at a certain point, it becomes its own entity and goes out and does what in the world it wants. Yeah, and mine tend to be a little cray-cray. Right. I mean, again, it's going to follow the path of least resistant, what's the easiest to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if the easiest thing to do is to that friend that you really don't want to come over to happen to get a flat tire and that despair happens to be flat, that's what it's going to do. Does it mean that it didn't work? No, it just didn't do what you wanted it to do specifically. And again, you've got to remember, hey, when you let spells go, you don't have control over that. I don't. I absolutely do not have control. It's like, I, I think I'm sending out chihuahuas. I want to send out chihuahuas. And every time I'm sending out pit bulls, I don't know why. And I? I do. No <laughs> like, okay. You know, but right. that's how spells work. If you think about this in electronics, yes, you can control the electricity going through a circuit and keep on doing studies and experiments to get this device to do what in the world you want it to do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, mm, there's still a part of you in the back of the mind going, yeah, it could all short out any second now. It could just completely catch on fire and melt right there in front of me. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> because, again, it's electricity. You don't always know that final outcome. Yeah. So spells work exactly? No. Yes, you can use divination and divine on how the spell might work. Um, that's highly recommended. It is. To divine first. To divine first. For the love of God, divine first, right, people. Right, because again, if you're helping someone to get disability, you cast a spell oh. on, hey, I'm being you know, helpful. Oh, Oof. they're now paralyzed from the waist down and you need help changing diapers. Yeah, let me cast a spell for you to get more money. No! <laughs> don't, Please! Don't! Don't help me! Don't help me. <laughs> divine first. So important. So important. So, uh, that way, because if you divine it, it's going to sit there. Basically, the reading you're going to get back is going to go, if you do cast a spell and it goes down this path... Here's the most likely path it's going to take. Divine. But again, right. Do you start to see where it's still in the odds? No. <laughs> you just don't <laughs> like odds. No, I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I right. know why you're saying it. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> you don't. Okay. I saw a conversation on a media platform in which somebody states, okay, why do we always assume people are straight? We do? Uh, the majority of the times when you're reading a character or something like that, before it's stated that they like this girl or like that person or like that, you know what I'm saying? Your automatic assumption when you meet someone that they're straight. Correct? Not in the world I live in. I always I guess, assume they're gay first. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Seriously, everybody you meet. Yeah. I know that's not true. <laughs> I can hope. Yeah, you, you can hope. But again, you're automatic. 
why is this so? I didn't know we thought of people's sexual orientations when we yeah. first meet them. And the automatic assumption there is everybody's straight. It is basically what in the world they were saying in this argument. Until told one way or the other, the automatic assumption in most people's uh, brain is, hey, this person's straight. You know, you know why, don't you? I, I don't know. Could it be that 97% of the right. world is straight? Thank you. It's going to say because straight people are the majority. Not better, just it's more the, of it is, It's the typical thing you're going to see when you go out there. Yeah. When you're standing in front of people, the likelihood of this person being gay in front of you, really, odds-wise, is kind of low. That's why. Yeah, the majority is straight. Okay. Just like the majority of the world is right-handed. All right? I mean, I'm left-handed, so therefore, I notice this stuff where people do things with the right hand. You know, I'm left-handed, but yet I still wear my watch like a right-handed person. Oh, it's just more convenient, though, isn't it? You know, I st- I shoot guns. I shoot them right-handed, but I'm left-handed. Right. There are some things that you switch right. off on. I, right. In other words, I notice this because it's out of my norm. Right. You don't notice it because, well, it is your norm. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. A majority of times, when you're out and about, you're automatically going to assume everybody's right-handed because the majority of the world is right-handed i can be honest with you and tell you i've never in my life went out into the world and gave two seconds thought to what dominant hand people use ah but i can prove you wrong there go ahead ready are you ready yeah when you reach out to shake somebody's hand which hand do you use left really Mm -hmm. you know I use my right hand. Why would you use your right hand? Because most people are right-handed. Tough, tough. I imagine somebody standing in front of you and just automatically reach out. Like okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let, let me prove you wrong again and tell you I do not shake people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> again, if you're shaking, if you're shaking people's hands, which hand do you automatically reach out to? Look, I'm going to stare at the hand going, what are you doing? <laughs> because your right hand keeps on coming up. The more you think about it, the more you go to do it, the more you get your right hand automatically comes up. You're saying left-handed just to be you. <laughs> What's happening with the hand there, pal? What's happening to your hand there? <laughs> there technically is a, an assumption that the person that you're going to be shaking hands with is right-handed too. I'm assuming if you want to shake my hand that bad, you'll shake whatever I'm sticking out. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me Take wrong. When you're, when, you're, when you're a person in authority, a, a manager of a department or something, right? Yeah. And I, and I have done this, right? And I know it sounds stupid. I've reached out with my left hand to shake it and watch how fast that the other person automatically switches hands. Switches hands. Do that. Now, the other, I've done it the other way around. To where I'm talking to a boss, I'll reach out my left hand. They'll hold out their right. They won't move. The expectation is for me to switch because they're the person in authority. Okay, is this a man thing? I don't think in the woman's world we do this hand. Oh yes, y'all do. Think yes. about. No, again, these are not things you 
think about, they're done very subconsciously, but they're done for a reason because the majority of the people that you meet are right-handed. <laughs> the automatic assumption is that everybody you meet is right-handed. Am I making sense there? Yeah, you are, but I have no earthly idea why we're talking about this. I've lost. Because you have a problem with me using the words odds. That I do not. Grinds, that I think that just grinds your nerves. No, I do not have a problem with it. I think all that is so personal. Right, that you don't see the odds there. But or you they don't are. know it's working. <laughs> it's gonna. You don't know it's working. <laughs> it's gonna. And I can see casting a spell, and you're kind of like, uh, I don't see where odds help out on this. I think it's just a mundane. I think it's so logical. I think it's a priest thing. The odds of you being able to connect with deity to learn what in the world you need to learn mm-hmm. is increased by, first of all, meditation. Daily <laughs> meditation. Daily meditation. Here again is you stacking the deck in your favor. Daily meditation, learning about the deity and working with them by meditating with them and concentrate and trying to learn what it would be like to be them, right? In a way. And being friends with a person like this, right? That's how we do it. That's how we do it. You sort of imagine what it would be like to communicate with this being. So you're increasing your odds there. Then you start adding your feelings and emotions in there to give you a little bit of a power, right? right? To cause these things to actually happen, which then cause you to connect to something greater than yourself. You're still messing with odds, even though the odds that you're messing with is my chances of having this spiritual moment has just increased to where I know every time I do this pattern this way, I'm going to have an outcome I won't because the odds are already stacked in your favor because we are spiritual beings to begin with. Well, like I said, you you might be sitting there on that edge of 60% and that's just the natural 60% everybody's got. But because you're meditating and all this other stuff, hey, you just increased it to 75 and blah, blah, blah. Make sense? Yep. We typically don't think about that when it's something that the odds are so overwhelmingly already in our favor. Um, I guess it's because my training says you do everything you can on this on this plane of existence here, on this logical world here that makes sense to do to get something done that you want or need. And the and it's like a you know, a checklist. Did you do A, B, C, and D? Okay, it's spell time. So I've taken care of all those what yeah. you would say manipulating the odds. I've already done that. Right. And so I automatically think, yeah, of course it's going to work. Why? Because I'm casting it. That's that's why. Because, because I'm casting it. But yeah. really, I have done all these steps, but, you know, I, it just come. We're not the ones to go, okay, we need this done, but we're not going to do anything to work on it except right. cast a spell. We get out there. We work. We try to do it ourselves, you know. Exactly. We like I mean, to get it, off our asses every once in a while. Right. If we're going to go at, okay, let's say, let's say Temple has land or whatever. The land's just not suddenly going to have a building on there. It's not going to have special areas set off to the side for this deity or, you know, for us, for like the Tuafidate Anon, where you have two places for this or that or whatever. But, hey, you go out there, you start 
cultivating the land, cutting down certain trees, leaving other trees, uh, tending this lot, tending that, slowly making a driveway, and prepping the land for a building. Well, that's one less thing you've got to pay for. So, hey, you know what? I get to cut, you know, I'm not paying somebody to do this. Do what kind of building do we need? Do we even really need a building? Yep. Again, each thing you're doing is bringing the odds to having that sanctuary there. There are physical things we can do to increase those odds in our favor. We just don't think about them. I will agree with that. Yes. Sometimes we do not even realize, you know, it's just we don't think about it. Right. And imagine trying to become an herbalist out of the gate with nothing that you with all these classes that you took for three years now, three, four Mm -hmm. years. Imagine seven years. Imagine trying to just walk into somebody that's already got all this set up and go, okay, cast a spell, be an herbalist and walk off. Well, that's the cool thing about spells is there's no time on there. (laughs) (laughs) But again, but you're starting to see what I'm saying. Going from zero to 100, not going to happen. And I'll even go so far as saying, well, my spell didn't work in this lifetime. You have no idea about next life. That spell could work just fine. (laughs) You know, a year from now or two years from now. You could be you 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 could start feeling the effect of a spell that you did five years ago. Oh, there's You're a scary like, There's a scary thought. I forgot about that one. Damn. <laughs> so did did I answer your question or? Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> I just think you know. Last time we talked about spell work, however long ago that was. You talked about manipulation of the odds, and I never brought up the witch's pyramid and how that relates, so I thought I should do that. You could actually break the witch's pyramid up for that whole entire process, right? Yep. To imagine, again, is to imagine what skills you need or what information you need to gather, correct? Okay. The will is the ability to actually go out and to learn that skill. Mm-hmm. Still no magic involved there, right? Right. To know is to start to understand it to where you can manipulate the subject into your uh, advantage. Uh-huh. And then you got to dare. And then you got to dare, and that's just to actually use the knowledge. So uh-huh. I could see where the witch's pyramid works for just school. Well, I don't think the witch's pyramid works for a lot. It works for a lot of things. All this stuff takes sacrifice. Of something. Of something. No matter what in the world you do, it is the greatest lie ever told to mankind, and especially women in the United States. You can have it all. Uh-huh. It's a lie. Why is it a lie? Because you're going to lose something. Because to gain one thing, you have to give up something else. Yeah. You cannot be a full-time mom and homeschool and run a business, a, a full-time multi-million dollar business. Right. You're going to burn yourself out. You're sacrificing so, something. 
You're sacrificing something. Yes, oh, yeah. you can sacrifice. Okay, I don't want this, but I do want a career, and so I'd rather have a mediocre career, but be a good parent. I'd rather have no career and be a great parent. Great parent. We're talking about the way we look at stuff. Yeah, you can have a mediocre career and be a mediocre parent, or you can have no career and be a great parent, or you can have a great career and be a terrible parent. Right. Somewhere, something's got to give. Oh, yeah. There's no way. You can't have it all. You have to make choices. You have to make concessions based on what you want. That's right. I do not believe every woman's made to be a career woman. I don't believe every woman's made to be a a mom. Actually, they are literally made to be mothers. Yeah, well, I mean, they are. I just mean mentally. I don't think some women should have babies. Again, stop breathing. (laughs) Please save us all. (laughs) Please. Please win the Darwin Award, please. <laughs> I have hopes for you, Mom and Dad. Hopes. And nobody ever thinks of what you have to sacrifice. Yes, you want a career, you want a job. Yeah, you're going to have to throw yourself. In, you know, if you want to be like the best at what in the world you do. Well, people think about it. If they think about it, it goes like this: What's in it for me? How is this good for me? People are selfish, self-centered creatures truly they are to the point of sacrificing their own children because they want that job they want that nice house they want those new cars hey what about your kids well they're perfectly fine because strangers are raising them i'm sure it's okay well let's just think about this let's just think about going to school or to college right are you depicting what you want to learn how many subjects do you have to push to the other careers you've got to push to the side just to do this one right Nobody goes out and goes, well, I'm going to be a doctor and a lawyer. And somebody's going to look at you going, do you realize how long you will be in school? That's my first thing I say to people. I'm going to be a doctor. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, again, but imagine <laughs> say, sitting there telling somebody, well, I'm going to be a doctor and a lawyer. <laughs> well, you go on with your bad well, uh, Again, you can't have it all. Well, there are people out there who can learn how to be a doctor and a lawyer. They do exist, but they're rare. Well, what have they sacrificed? Are they married Wait, with children right. in the family thing? I mean, something had to go somewhere. I have a degree in electronics, but that means I had to sacrifice all the other subjects I was interested in Yeah, that I could have gotten a degree in. I'm going to be everything. Right. I didn't go and learn CNC milling machines. What pity. You know, it's a good career. There's something there. It is interesting to me. I gave that up for electronics. Right. When when you're sitting there and you're looking, okay, I have this many careers in front of me. I got to pick one. Because if I try to pick two, I'm not necessarily going to be great at two. Well, you know, there are people out there who... Well, I went to school for this, didn't like it, had to go back to school for something add that didn't. Right. I mean, how many people do you know that got a degree in, I remember I had a boss and he had a degree in this really weird niche thing in the health community that they were starting to phase out by the time he got his degree. Great. You know, it was this really niche 
physical therapy type thing. Okay. But they're phasing that out now. So he has a degree for this that's being phased out that's no longer good. Wonderful. And now he's working at an assembly plant as a boss. Well, that's pretty good. He'll be the first one. My degree has nothing to do with my job. My degree helped me not one bit with my job. Right. Okay. <laughs> but you got it. Good for you. But but you got it. I will always praise those who have education like that. Yeah. We're that we like knowledge. Well, I believe we're out of coffee now. I'm out of coffee. Thank you for listening to Peggy and Coffee Talk. I hope you join us next week. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.